Well, thanks to the team, to Jeff and Kate and Kara, Michelle, Fred and Kevin. Thank you so much for uh, leading us here this morning. It's great to be together. Happy Canada Day weekend, everybody. Despite the weather, I hope you guys all had a great day yesterday as we celebrated, as we enjoyed, and we thank God for our great country. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the next-gen pastor here, and I get to give leadership uh, to our children and our youth and our next-gen ministries. And I got to say, this is a huge season uh, for our next-gen ministries because we have a lot of great things uh, coming up really soon. And so our summer interns, all six of them, are starting next uh, tomorrow. Uh, they're starting Tuesday. And uh, from then on, we have camps happening just about every week all summer long. And of course, our biggest one, our uh, Maker Fun Factory, is starting one week from tomorrow. And uh, you can keep that in prayer please as uh as you think about our summer programs, we have, uh, we are on pace for record-breaking numbers, both in children and people registered, as well as people who are helping out and volunteering that week. And so I'm so thrilled, I'm encouraged, and I hope for our church family that's encouraging as well. So you can be keeping our summer ministries in prayer, especially for our summer interns as we go full steam into so many other things. So uh, thank you for joining us this weekend. I know that it's a holiday weekend, and so if you're new here with us, a huge welcome to you. I know that there are people across the hall right now enjoying the cooler weather, and I think there are refreshments over there too, so I uh, hope you're having a great time. For those of you who are joining us online all around the world, we'll say a huge welcome to you, and then of course those of you who are not with us live Sunday morning who are using uh, this video and you're streaming it throughout the week uh, to use this as your spiritual refreshment, we just want to say a huge welcome to you, and uh, thank God for all the chances that we have to uh, connect with so many people in so many different ways. So uh, now it's summertime. I think it's officially summer. It's that fourth season that we have here in St. John. We've got fall, winter, spring, and construction, right? So as many of you know, it's that time of the season. We've got to-do lists. We've got things on, our, uh, on top of rest and re relaxation, which are so important. Uh, we probably have changed our projects. We have probably changed our to-do lists a little bit too uh, to make sure that we're accomplishing some things that we want to get done over the summer season. This week I drove from St. John to Halifax and back, and I think probably in that span of a trip, we, I came to a complete stop on the highway seven or eight different times as uh, the construction to-do lists are quite long. Um, at home, I've got a few things on my list that, of course, I need to get done. Uh, our retaining wall needs a little bit of work. Our patio's sinking a little bit. And when we moved into our house, uh, we painted our front door a beautiful bright yellow. Uh, we thought it was a nice welcoming thing, and it looked really nice. But I used the extra paint to—we uh, have a garage in our backyard. And so I used the extra paint to paint our huge seven-foot-by-seven-foot seven garage door bright yellow. Well— my wife didn't really appreciate that too much. She thought, it, her comment was, uh, well, it's always sunny in our backyard now because of how much yellow. <laughs> so on top of all of my other som summer projects, I also have uh, that project to fix that as well. And I, I, for beginning, I thought I was gonna, I resented that comment a little bit. I thought the door looked nice. But then as I flew over St. John for the first time uh, this month, and I looked down to see if I could find my house. I knew I found my house when I could see a big yellow square. So I thought, yeah, it's time to probably add that to my summer project list. All summer long, our summer series is about summer projects. 
Maybe there are some things that you want to work on this summer, uh, almost like a to-do list, but things maybe in your spiritual life or in your walk with God, things that you'd like to try or maybe experiment with. Uh, maybe there's different things that you'd like to um, experiment with just to consider it. Maybe, it. maybe this summer can be a refreshing and a, new, a renewing time for you. Um, as you think about your spiritual walk as well, as you go through and celebrate vacations and holidays, uh, rest and relaxation and time with your family or however you'll be spending your summer, maybe you have summer projects in your spiritual life that you can work on as well. So what I don't want us to do is think that we're going to pile up a whole lot of to-do list items uh, for you here this summer, but I'd like us to think through these next few weeks, all summer long, as perhaps different opportunities for you to think about different ways that God might be speaking to you to work in your life and give you a few things that you may want to try out on your own. Last week, uh, Pastor Joe, he started us off in a great way and just reminded us that enjoying God is a practice and is a summer project. And in the weeks ahead, we'll have all kinds of really neat, really interesting things. Maybe there's a spiritual discipline that you would like to try, or maybe you've never actually tried out a spiritual retreat. What is that all about? Uh, maybe there's a relationship that needs a little bit of work in your life. And so th these are the kinds of things that we, we will be talking about and we'll be working on all summer long. We'll have some guest speakers, and uh, we're really excited, and we'll hope that you'll join us uh, in the weeks ahead each weekend. This weekend, I'd like us to talk about something that is really important, not just in my life and in all of our lives, but I think it's something interesting and speaks into the hearts of people um, all around our country. And uh, today, we're going to actually explore a little bit about social media and movies and TVs and how uh, media affects the way that we rest, the way that we relax, and how we consume media of all different kinds, it could be video games too, how we consume it really is a reflection of our spiritual lives as well. And so I'd like us to think about that a little bit this weekend. Now, it is Canada Day, so I have a few Canadian statistics for you. Uh, we'll put those up on the screen right now, but let's, I, looked, I gathered these from different places online this week. Here's some things to think about. On average, every Netflix account watches over an hour and a half of content each day. 60% of Canadians aged 15 to 34 use Netflix. Canadians are going to theaters 20% less than they did five years ago. 20% have downsized or canceled their cable subscription from five years ago. And this one is just zooming. It's spiking in radical ways in the last five years. Over 85% of all Canadian consumption of media happens within the home. So, needless to say, this is something that is significant in our lives as Canadians, as how we consume media, and I think there's something really important for us here to think about. So, that's what we'll talk about here today. And as you can imagine, uh, this subject comes up a lot in youth ministry. You know, as we talk about with our teens, and we talk about, you know, the different media that is available and that we're exposed to, the different things that we interact with, um, there's a lot of talk, especially right now, about what is okay to watch and what is not okay. Um, parents often have to wrestle with, and rightly so, with boundaries about what they allow their children to watch or not watch, or what they have, what devices they have. Um, this is the subject that comes up a lot, and I thought it would be interesting for us to talk about it. Because there is a biblical, there is a God-honoring way about boundaries and media consumption that isn't just for 
our next generation of people. There are healthy ways to watch TV, to rest and to relax, to scroll through social media, to play video games, to watch TV, listen to music, and all of those can be done in healthy ways, and I think it needs for us to discern. So in light of the theme of summer projects all summer long, I'd like us to consider this question. How can I be working on the way I consume media so that it's to my benefit and to the benefit of my relationship with God? Something to think about for us today. Now, here's what I'm not going to do. I'll give you a few disclaimers. First of all, I'm not going to say today, I'm not going to give you a list of all movies that Jesus approves of and all the movies that Jesus does not approve of, okay? That's not the point of what uh, we're talking about uh, this today. And besides, Hollywood didn't pay me to endorse any of their movies today anyway. So uh, that's not the point, is that I'm not going to say that there's a good list and a bad list. That's, that's not uh, of, val- of any value to us today. Also, what I don't want to do, too, is give you the impression that I'm lecturing and that I'm trying to tell you that I've got this all figured out. Um, I certainly have my own struggles, and I have my own challenges and the things that I wrestle with when it comes to uh, the media that I use, the games that I play, or the movies that I watch, um, the amount of time I spend on my phone flicking through um, social media. Uh, There are lots of things, and I hope in your lives, too, um, things to just think about and to keep in mind about how uh, our spiritual lives are affected by the way that we consume media. I think for me, uh, the biggest challenge that I have, the biggest temptation that I can easily fall into is uh, the temptation to just check out when I'm going through or watching TV or watching movies. For me, it's so easy to not be discerning, to not be making good choices, or to fall into the trap of just spending and wasting way too much time doing different things. And so that plays itself out in a lot of different ways. You know, maybe there's a comedy that I'm watching and it's so much easier to laugh than to actually think about the context behind why I'm thinking that it's funny. Or maybe uh, there's a show that I'm watching or a game that I'm playing and it ha- it's celebrating and it's encouraging worldviews that my faith should be resisting. But instead, to take away, fr- instead of Uh, realizing I need to resist, you know, I just take it all in because it would just be too weird for me to try to wrestle with the experience while I'm getting entertained. Or maybe there's a movie or something that I'm watching that has, that is filled with language that I would never ever want to use myself, and I would certainly never want to hear anybody that I know speaking in those ways, and yet it just comes into my ears, it comes into my mind, and I just take in the entertainment Or a new one is my children are getting older now. Uh, We're sitting in the car listening to the radio and a song comes up about something that's probably not appropriate for a seven or a five-year-old. The temptation for me is to just leave the song on instead of to change the channel and resist having that awkward conversation about why there's music that is probably good for us to listen to or not listen to. So I hope in your lives you can think of ways that maybe uh, the role that media plays in your life Uh, might be something to think about. Maybe those are some situations you can relate to. Maybe you can think of your own. Uh, But I really do hope that all of us, no matter what our habits are or our patterns are, uh, there's something that we can be thinking about here today. So if there's anything at all that I can come up with, things that I want to encourage us to think about, there's these these three, uh, three things, that God wants us to enjoy leisure. He wants us to enjoy leisure. How we spend our time, and I put in brackets, all of it, 
matters to God. There's not just some times that we use that can benefit ourselves and benefit God, but all of our time and the way that we use it matters to God. And finally, our media use needs discernment. Discernment just means the ability to make good choices. So all of these things I think we can find in Scripture. There are things that God uses to speak to us about these situations. Now, obviously, um, the Bible doesn't have a specific verse that I could get you to turn to that says, don't consume one and a half hours of Netflix every day. Right? Movies are in that kind of th- and those kinds of things. They didn't exist back then. But the Bible actually does say a lot about how our patterns and how we are exposed to different things and how it changes our thinking. And so from there, I'd like us to turn to Scripture, please. In a few minutes, I'm going to encourage us all to read together Romans 12, verse 2. So if you have your Bibles with you, I'd like you to turn to Romans 12, verse 2, because I think this is a very helpful verse for us as we explore uh, this topic today. Um, If you use uh, these red Bibles that are in in the chairs in front of you, I'm going to be on page 1763, and you can find Romans 12, 2 on there. Or if you're using your own Bibles, if you could turn there now. Um, And there are a few things uh, that I'd like to share just before we read that together. Um, Because the idea of um, seeking pleasure is really as old as humanity itself. All the way from Adam and Eve, we learn that God gave us a creative imagination. A creative way to express ourselves, to think through things, to uh, live out our lives. Uh, God gave humanity the ability to name other creatures, uh, to be... uh, uh, inventive and to create things with our hands, to build and to restore and to nurture and to take care of things. In fact, Adam's very first words that are recorded in the Bible in Genesis chapter 2 is poetry. Adam's first words in the Bible is poetry. But our imagination and our desire for creativity and the pursuit of pleasure was also humanity's downfall. Adam and Eve's creative curiosity led them to eat fruit of the forbidden tree that God said not to eat from. And the Bible says they discovered that it was good for food, it was pleasing to the eye, and desirable for gaining wisdom. From the very beginning, humanity sought out pleasure in the things that were even forbidden for them. And for all of us, our pursuit of pleasure can lead to humanity's demise. It gives us the ability to seek out our selfish desires instead of the desires that God has for us. And so the Bible from the very beginning, chapter 3, the pursuit of pleasure fails us and is a challenge for all of us. God could give us and does give us everything for us. Everything that we need is given to us by God, and yet we seek our own selfish desires. And so ever since then, that moment, the Bible continues to give examples about warnings that God has for us to help us make good choices, not just in the media that we consume, but in everyday lives. The Bible's filled with God's heart and his love and his passion for us to know his ways because they're good for us. They're helpful for us. 
and yet we go our own ways. Proverbs 21, 17 says, Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. And in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, Take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And then the verse that I asked you to turn to, Romans 12, 2. Uh, for those of you whose language is not your first, if you have another national language or, or mother language, uh, as you read, I encourage it to you to read in whatever language you wish. Uh, so we won't all be speaking the same thing here this morning, but let's read together Romans 12, 2, and you can follow on the screen if there's a language there that you could read. Can we read to, together, please? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, perfect will. See, these verses are saying that our thoughts matter to God. Our thoughts matter to God. Now, often I have to admit, when I, when I first look at this uh, verse in the Bible, I often translate that to say, God wants us to change the way that we think. And in some ways that's true, but I think the verse is actually much, much deeper than that. Uh, we use this Bible verse to explain the purpose for why our middle school group is called Transformers. Because in this verse, there's an invitation here. It's not just to change the way you think, but the, the invitation that God has for us is to be renewed, to be renewed, and we all need that. In the summertime, we often think about the refreshment that, and relaxation that summer can bring for us, when we can put up our feet and enjoy the warm weather or, or uh, whatever it is that we like to do in the summertime months. But the idea of being renewed by God leads to a transformation in every way in our lives. There's another verse in the Bible that says that if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The idea of being renewed is the invitation that God has for us, and our, our thoughts and our pursuit for pleasure matter to God. And this is how the, you know, conforming to the pattern of this world, that's how I think there can be a, a danger for us in our own patterns. If we just follow our own desires our own, in our own selfish way, we can get caught up into a lifestyle that is not helpful for us. And it's not the way that God intended for us. Perhaps the media that we consume challenges us in ways that really God would rather us just to trust him in. But I'm not saying that all media is bad. The idea of being leisurely, maybe enjoying a sports game with a friend or something like that, there are good things that can be happening in the way that we consume media. But I'm challenging us today to think about the perspective that media may force us or, send, or the path that media can send us down. If we watch movies or play video games about revenge and violence, how is that changing, how is that shaping us when God says that we should love our enemies? Or perhaps if we listen to music that glorifies sex, that objectifies women or celebrates promiscuity, how is that challenging God's desire for us to be pure in God's perspective in our sex lives? Or jumping in on gossip over social media or using posts or pictures to humiliate people online. How is that encouraging when God says that we should be encouraging one another and lifting each other up and that we would be recognized by the way that we love each other? It amazes me 
how quickly something silly or something embarrassing that can happen to someone, and with an instant, an instant, it's on Snapchat for the rest of the world to see or some other social media of any kind. I think there are some ways in our habits and in our patterns that God is really calling us to explore and, exa and examine. And in Romans 12 too, the invitation is to be renewed. How can we be renewed to know Christ, to trust him and to follow him, and how might he be challenging us in some of our own patterns? So how do we take God's heart for us? How do we take his desire for the things that we do, the things that we think, the, th the choices we make, uh, the media that we consume? How do we turn all of this into a summer project? Well, I've got four ideas, four things that perhaps some of us can be thinking about here this summer, and, uh, and a small challenge for all of us. The first one is to pay attention to our patterns. Reflect on the last month or so. As you think about the media that you've been scrolling through or the movies that you've been watching, has there been any wasted time? What causes you to consume the way that you do? Is it boredom or seeking pleasure? escaping in an unhealthy way or trying to get some access to, a, to satisfy a sexual temptation of any sort. Now, there are good reasons, too, for the patterns that we may have with our media, but go back to uh, the, one of the statistics that I shared with you, that the average Netflix account consumes an hour and a half of content a day. Compare that to another statistic about North American Christians 80% of people who identify as Christians in North America spend no intentional time with God at all. An hour and a half on Netflix per day, 80% of Christians spend no intentional time with God per day. Now, I'm not saying all Christians are Netflix account users or all Netflix account users should be Christians. Well, yeah, they should be Christians, but I'm not saying that they are Christians. But I'm curious, as you pay attention to your patterns— is there something there that maybe, and it doesn't have to be Netflix, right? You know what I mean. It could be, it could be uh, mindlessly watching the news or, or reading uh, books that are not healthy for you, listening to music, watching TV, all of those different patterns. As you look at your own patterns, and the two statistics that I share with us this morning, is there a challenge there that we may need to be thinking about? Could we possibly perhaps press pause a little sooner with the way that we consume media and spend some more intentional time with God. So if there is one take-home experiment I'd like for us all to try is to just examine your patterns in the way that you uh, use media. If just take a look. Think about the time that you spend. And I'm not saying that it's all wasted time. Some of it can be really good for you. But what if we just shaved off 10% of that time that we spent using media and gave God a little bit more time intentionally looking for him, spending time in his word, praying to him and talking to him and letting him renew us instead. So my challenge for all of us, let's take 10% less time consuming media this month and 10% more time being with God. Now, if you're doing the math, like sometimes I would be tempted to, I would say, well, 10% of zero is zero. Well, okay, 15 minutes. Let's carve out 15 minutes a day for God. We can do it. Find 15 minutes somewhere else in your day. If it's 15 minutes earlier getting out of bed, if it's 15 minutes less of that comedy show that you like, if it's 15 minutes staying up later in bed and not watching TV until you fall asleep, 
find the time because there is time to spend it intentionally thinking about God, asking him to guide you, and to showing himself to us and showing our own lives to us. The second thing we can do is we can pay attention to our boundaries. We need to know and how to decide and make the good choices that God wants us to make about what's okay to watch for us and what's not. We need to know what our own boundaries. And if you have no standard, no filter, if you have no way of determining what you will watch and what you won't watch, can you at least recognize that at least that is perhaps a way that we can be challenged first? Is the content that we are, is the content that we're consuming drawing us closer in a relationship with God? Or is it renewing for you and for your soul? I think saying no to the garbage that we're, we're getting bombarded with day after day after day is one of the first steps that we can take towards self-control. We need to learn how to steer our thoughts, steer our minds, and steer our actions in the way that we use media. Again, the verse that I shared with you before, 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says, capture every thought and make it obedient to Christ. The third thing we, we can do is we can look for God in the media that we consume. Maybe by uh, uh, watching a show or interacting with social media, there's an opportunity for you to share your faith. That's something to think about. But I also mean in the movies that you watch, in the TV shows that you're watching, how is God presented? How is God introduced to you? How does the show depict God or Christians or a faith relationship of any kind? Uh, how can you see how your faith shapes the way that you process the information or the worldview or the things uh, that the show or movie or social media uh, might be portraying? Does God even exist? How is he treated? How are good and evil portrayed? Does watching cause you to sin? Does the worldview contradict God's true heart for his world? And then the third, the fourth one, the one that's toughest for me, is God's encouragement for us to not check out. It's so tempting to just sit in the chair and to just absorb everything that comes in and not put any thought into it, to process it, to wrestle with it, to interact with it in every kind of way. But Jesus' words, they're so familiar. Mark 12, 30 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And you cannot love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind if you're intentionally trying not to use them. God's desire for us to enjoy life is a desire for us to think and to seek Him all the time, to love Him with all of our mind and with all of our soul. And so the caution for all of us is that the temptation to check out is a summer project that we need to keep our mind focused on. I'm not saying don't relax. I'm not saying don't enjoy leisure time. I am saying to let God shape you and speak to you and show himself to you even in the times that you're resting and relaxing. Thankfully, God is on our side and he does help us. He does give us the ability to do all of this. I hope you don't think that I'm trying to come off too strong or too hard on media uh, because like I said, I, I do enjoy watching movies. I, I flip through social media all the time. Uh, but God gives us the ability and he helps us. His desire for us is to be making good choices while we're interacting with these things. So maybe this summer, 
we have a time to reflect on our patterns. We can realize that God might be showing us that the path we're heading down is a good one or a not good one, or there are things that we need to be realigned. But we can take Jesus's words to heart when he said to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Together we can declare to God that with his help, he will guide us and we will make our thoughts, our, our consumption of media pure. We will rest and we will relax the way that God has commanded us to do so, but we're going to honor God while we do it. There's a, there's a, ver, a word that the Bible uses um, to help us understand what, the, what all of this means. The word is holiness. The idea that we have a holy God. It means that it's been set apart. Or like the way I like to say it is that it's one of a kind. God's love for us, God himself is holy. He is one of a kind. And Jesus calls us to be holy as well. To be set apart. To be made for a purpose. To enjoy God and to live for him and to honor him in all that we do. And that is what makes us holy through God's grace. Jesus' standard for us is holiness, is to be one of a kind. And thankfully, in, the, in our own pursuit of pleasure, in the own dis, our own destruction, our own sin, though we can never cure ourselves, Jesus walks with us. God made himself available to us that we can turn to him with our failures, with our brokenness, with our poor decisions, and that he makes us right. Jesus wants to walk with us as we walk our path through the way that we consume social media and all of the rest of our lives. Every aspect of our lives, Jesus is making himself available to be renewed, to be transformed, and to be forgiven. We can turn to him for forgiveness and help, and when we're being bombarded with confusing and perhaps terrible messages about me in the media about sex, hate, cyberbullying, racism, Jesus died so that none of us need to be victims of those things, need to enjoy those things anymore for our own pleasure. We can turn from our selfish pleasure-seeking and instead turn to Jesus. I'll close with some verses, uh, with a verse for you from Philippians chapter 8, and again, or chapter 4, verse 8. And again, uh, it does, this does not uh, say directly about how uh, we need to be consuming media, but it does help us gain God's perspective. Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything excellent or praiseworthy, or, or praiseworthy think about such things. I pray that as you go through this summer, that you will find time to be intentional about growing in your relationship with God and making good choices as you relax, as you're renewed, and as you watch some really good TV. Let's pray. Father God, we uh, talked about a lot here today. Uh, there are a lot of things that we can talk about that perhaps need even more time for us to explore 
and how you might be speaking to us. But Lord, more than anything, we want to be holy for you, set apart in ways that honor and glorify you. And Lord, part of that is the way that we interact and try to seek pleasure and seek entertainment. Lord, we ask for your ability to make good choices, for your wisdom, that we would be able to process some information and when we're challenged with different things, that we would be able to look to you for guidance. So Lord, for three things we pray this morning. Lord, give us a submissive spirit. Help us to admit and to acknowledge that you have the right to tell me what's best for me. Give us the ability to submit to that spirit, Lord, and how you may be speaking to us and calling us to turn from things and to turn to you instead. Lord, give us a ruthless self-honesty as we reflect on our own patterns and the things that we uh, mindlessly perhaps consume or uh, talk about or think about. Lord, help us to see us for the way that you see us. We know that you love us, that you have great intention for us and a great love for us, but help us to also see the ways that we can be honoring you in the decisions and the things that we do. And then finally, Lord, a sensitivity to your Holy Spirit. Help us to know that your presence is with us even today. Thank you for the fact that we don't have to come into your presence condemned, but instead we come into your presence renewed because you love us. You're guiding us and directing us, and you have a path before us that is good. Lord, we don't need to hang our heads in shame with the poor choices or the things that we've done in the past. Instead, you lift us up because of your great love for us. So help us to be reminded of that this summer and the opportunities that we have through the summer projects of growing in our relationship with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.